that's the hard part that a lot of players, coaches, staff to look at it in that lens and say, hey, we're already winners. This isn't no kumbaya. Everybody gets a medal award. No, but when you really think about the things that matter in this life and the lessons that you've learned and the things that you've gone through through the season, you realize you won. Because you think and you talk to the greatest coaches, the best people that's been there. It's like an anti-climax when you win. You think you're going to feel great. Yes, I'm fulfilled. Woo! And you're just like, eh, let's do it again. Or, eh, it doesn't feel that great. But it felt even better while you were going and you were grinding and you figured out different ways to improve. The journey. That's when you felt the best. It's so hard even for me because obviously I have these achievements that I want to hit and these benchmarks that I want to fly over. But to change your mind, renew your mind and look at it as, hey, I'm excited. I'm happy because of now. What I've been through, what I've came from, I'm happy because all of that. I'm winning. I'm literally winning. So no other achievement. Yes, I'm striving for it, but no other achievement will validate that I'm winning in this moment. I don't know. It's just a lot of it's a mindset that a lot of teams, a lot of people in life need to take on because it's come from a place of abundance. Again, it's just like, damn, I'm blessed. I've won. I'm here. I made it. I made it. I rose from the ashes. And even if I don't strive and we don't win it all, Texas Tech, we going to do what we got to do. But even if I don't, if I'm one of those other teams that loses, it's like, well, damn. I did it with my brothers, with the team, with the squad, with the city. We won. And that's why when I look back at our team at Texas Tech, it's like, damn, we really won. Like figuratively and like together, we won. We faced so much during the season. Yeah, we didn't get the the trophy at the end and it's painful, but it's like, damn, we won. Like if we would have won that trophy, yes, the accolades are different, but it wouldn't feel any different. We won. The alumni, the family, the city, everything is all love because of what we built in that season. So no, no championship. Yes. Not, I'm not saying don't strive to win and winning's not great and everybody gets it. No, there's one winner. <laughs> Texas Tech Red Ray is going to get it done. But the idea is the journey is so much sweeter than the actual accolade than the actual achievement. And I think if we can focus that, if there's coaches right now in the huddle saying, hey, guys, let's give it all we got. Grind for your brothers. All that push, push, push and not just oh, let's go. No, it's realizing that, damn, we've had a great season. We have a great journey. Let's keep going. Let's if we run out of time, we run out of time. I think those coaches and those players that take on that mentality go the farthest because it's like, hell, we don't want to we don't want this journey to end. We've done so much. I think there's teams out there that's pushing the players like, no, we got it. We, and they're pissed and they're walking off the court after these losses in their conference tournaments. It's just like, bro, you have the terrible mindset, bro. We here. Why not give it all we got to make it the, ne- like, I don't know. And that goes into a conversation I had about coaching. You know, it's crazy. Every morning I get picked up by shout out Drew Seifert. I think that's how you say his last name, Cypher. If it's not, oops, I'm human. I ain't perfect. I'm beautiful, but, you know, I ain't perfect. But every morning I get picked up by one of our managers, our team managers. And on from where I live to the gym, we have like these 
random conversations early in the morning about anything spanning from life to business to personal to mindset to just anything that we can come up in that morning. And I thrive. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm in my back because I feel like in the mornings, literally in the mornings from about, let's say from six to nine, <laughs> I'm on my prime. I'm on my game, on my A game. I'm locked in. My mind is flowing. I just got out of worship. I don't took some notes and I'm just flowing with everything that I have inside of me. So this morning we had this conversation about coaching and, and just vision and how to lead players. Obviously, we've gone through a, a, a span where we're in a <laughs> literally like a nine game losing streak. And and there's some frustrations that I have. Yes, but we just had this conversation about winning and and future and how to lead a team. And my problem arose. And here's why. The thought of coaching, I feel like in. Well, old times, grind, 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 go, 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 push these players to the limit. We got to get this goal. Go, go, go. Yes. What happens when you don't get the goal, right? What happens when you lose? What happens on the off days or the bad games or you've been shooting a terrible percentage for two weeks now? What happens? As a coach, are you just bashing a player? Because for me... On the player side, I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to not play your best for a long span of time. So does that mean as a player, I open my eyes, right? And I think about basketball, grind, grind, grind. I don't have a good game. I don't have a good practice. And so my mood is terrible for that two weeks, right? That two weeks I'm locked in. I'm focused. I can't get right. And I'm squandering my relationships. I'm squandering my schoolwork. I'm squandering my relationship with God because I'm so locked in on this goal of winning. I got to get this winning right. I got to do it right. That the world around me is failing also. And his position was like, well, you, you gotta, you gotta lock in. You gotta sell out. My thing was like, no, because I've played that part before. I've been the ultimate go, go, go grind type of guy. I still am, but. I feel like there's some grace that we can have as coaches. If you're, if you're a coach, right? You prepare that player not only on the court, but off the court as a man, as an individual, as a leader, as a family man, as a father to be. You're creating a whole entire man or supporting a whole entire man, right? It's not just, Oh, he can score X amount of points. Then what? It's the entire student athletes, the entire person that you're building and kind of growing in those years that you're together. I feel like the people that are remembered are not the people that score the most points, not the best players. They're not remembered. It's the people that leave the most impact on the most people, the people that serve so many different communities. How can you just do that by scoring points? I believe humbly, I can say this. I left a, a, an impact, a large impact, impact, spit it out. I left a large impact on Texas Tech and it had little to do with what I did on the, on the court. My impact on the community, my impact on my teammates, my impact on alumni, players, players in the past, players now, 
it's seen to the masses because it's service. It's it's the passion and the caring of people. That has nothing to do with X's and O's. So when I think about coaches nowadays, they don't give a damn if the players are He's a terrible person. If he in school, if he in the front row, he, they don't care about the discipline part of it. They just want him to hoop. If he can hoop, hell yeah. But that's not doing anything for the player in the long run. And that's what I'm seeing now in my current team. We have these highly talented guys, but it's quite clear that they didn't have come from real coaches that cared about them as the individual. Yeah, you care about their production, but do you actually care about them? A lot of these kids come from broken households. How do you help that kid become a better person? How do you help that kid become different than his family in the past? How do you grow that? How do you cultivate a new thing inside of him? Or is it just the X's and O's? I hate that in today's. It's like, go, 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 keep going after this one thing. And then when the kid is burnt out and he can't take it no more, he's having a bad game. He's having a bad season. What? Is the coach there to build him back up too? No. If he can get another kid that can do that and produce the stats, oh, he got it. And most people, some people listening will be like, oh, well, Norris, that's the real world. I don't think so. Yes, you have to produce to be in the real world, but you actually have to serve people to get farther in this life. This life isn't just a sport. Let's say you played a 40. That's <laughs> a miracle. Let's play you played a 40. Then what? After you can't bounce the ball, what? Your impact had to be greater than sports. Some go on to be coaches. Why? Because they have a service attitude in them that that can, you know, produce and lead other people. But the idea of just to teach a player sports or stats or go after this, I hate it. I just have a huge problem with coaches just trying to lock in the player on, oh, you know, you ain't had to worry about the school stuff, man. You ain't had to worry about the girls, the family. Lock into this. I want you here. Holidays, you here. Everything, you're here. We locked in all the time. It's like, no, you're not caring about the actual person. And I think we're seeing a shift, right? Because a lot of former players are becoming coaches. And they know. They know what it feels like to grind all, every single week. The coach don't really care about you. Not Again, let me preface this like I was fortunate to have coaches that cared about me. But now I'm seeing like a lot of these kids did not have that. So coaches that really don't care about you, you grinding, you're going so hard. And it's a letdown every time you don't have the best game or the best practice. And it's high pressure situations like, oh, they in the building. Oh, so-and-so team in the building. So-and-so scout. I got to go. 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 And then it's, it hurts so much more when you can't produce. And then your relationships are squandered because you ain't tapped in with them because you've been locked in on one thing. Yes, sacrifice in this life is a thing to get to the next level. But for me personally, I know God, God, you done told me a lot of different things, but I know you didn't just put me on this earth to be a basketball player. And I will refuse to listen to any notion that says, hey, you got to lock in on this one thing. You got to go. Nah, because I don't believe in that. I'm, I'm, I'm too stubborn to believe that that's my only purpose in this life. If you're listening to this, this episode is only for stubborn people. If you're, you know, you're kind of a, oh, let's do it. You listen to a lot of opinions. That's cool. That's great. There's a place for you. But for me, I'm stubborn. I'm too stubborn. I only go with what God says. Call me crazy. Call me this and that and the third. But 
I am who he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. I am going to do what I've made myself out to do. And these so many different things is what I'm going to do. But a lot of people listen and be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Ah, But don't have the discipline to do those different things. See me, (laughs) I have no life because I'm so locked into so many things that I'm doing. I have a job, I have a podcast, I have basketball and each segment of my life is like robotic. I go get up at six. I think I told this already. And I go to the gym. One of our times is I come back, I work I, at night. I work on podcasts. Boom, boom, boom. No personal time. Yes, that's probably crazy. But I feel like in this frame of time in my life, this is how I'm mapping it out. Again, if you have so much inside of you, God has placed a lot inside of you. It's on you to bring that out. So much responsibility. I don't know the, the little quote, uh, too much is given, much is earned, something like that. That's what it is. And the sacrifice that I have to deal with is not being able to leisure or talk to friends or do different things that I would make me a well-rounded person. But I think in this time, it's time to build myself so I can serve to others in a greater, bigger way. For this podcast, I have so many doubts every time I get on here. It's tough. I got to read. I got to work. Oh, do they just like to ramble? Or, oh, should I have segments? Or, oh, who's the guest? If I have a guest, I'm working, working, working. It's just overwhelming. But then I have a light bulb go in my head and say, yes, this is why you're doing it. If you don't feel that little uh, scared or uh, pain or uh, what if that little self-doubt, that mind belief that gets in my head, if I don't have that, is it really worth it? And then when I have it, I kind of have a little, little, little grin in me because like, yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. Let's get it. Let's push past that little uncomfortability that I have in this moment. Actually, right now, actually, nah, I'm kind of flowing. But before I push play, I always have that little uncomfortability. Let's push through that and get this message out and somebody will connect with this. For your life, what is that uncomfortability that you need to push through? Because behind that uncomfortability is purpose. Again, I think, I know, purpose isn't something that you're trying to go. It's not a goal. It's attained. Purpose is attained in the daily. This is my purpose. Service is my purpose. And the way I do it and the different outlets and avenues that I do it on is what God has placed in me to to serve and to put that out. What is yours? Did you work in your purpose today? How did you work in your purpose today? How did you serve others through your purpose today? If you can't answer those three questions, it's time to do some reassessing. Maybe it's through sacrifice. Get some things that you don't need in your life out because it's just leisure and it's just entertainment and actually build yourself up to be this person that you were called to be. The beautiful thing about life is that looks like a lot of different things for a lot of different people. For me, it's just yelling and dying, life and woo, yeah, woo, all this energy and just rambling. That's what it looks like for me. For you, it might be writing. For you, it might be music. For you, it might be even studying because there's some geniuses out there, shout out to my brother, who's just a genius. And his purpose, being a doctor, becoming that, 
His purpose every single day is grinding for what he needs to do to serve others, to serve me. He going to be my athletic trainer. And <laughs> come on, man, that's manifesting. But how are you working in your purpose? And what different ways are you working in that purpose? I believe every single day we should be checking off the boxes like Monday. Yep. Norts. Hey, we worked in that purpose. Tuesday. We worked in that purpose. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We worked in that purpose. We silenced that mind belief every single step of the way. That little uncomfortability in the morning, it felt nasty to get on this mic. It felt nasty to go run and go do that. It felt nasty to try this out. But after that, I felt hella good, hella good because I pushed through that uncomfort and I worked in my purpose. Keep working in that purpose. That little pain, that pain to purpose, when that purpose is fulfilled, peace comes, joy comes, life comes, service comes, influence comes. Everybody want to be an influence. Oh, I want to be influenced. Let's post. Let's post. When you're not influencing nothing, when you're just posting and doing the same stuff that somebody else is doing and God made them in a different way than you. So how can you have true influence if you're just carbon copies of the other person? I don't I never got that. I never got that. I'm too stubborn. God, I know my place on this earth and I'm going to be Norris every single step of the way. Again, seven days a week, 365, N-O-R-E-N-S-E. That is me. I don't know what you are, but that's me. And it's my job on this earth to be me, 365. It's your job. Your, 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 your. I'm obnoxious, but it's your job to be you, 365, seven days a week. So don't be a copy of anybody else. Yes, admire. Yes, Inspire, be inspired by other people, but how can you make that unique to you? What things can you pull from other people to be like, oh yeah, I like how they do that, but I'm going to do it in my way. It's just a different flex when you can truly be a hundred percent authentic to yourself and work in your purpose. You just feel good walking into rooms because you know who you are and you know why you're there and you know how you can serve to help other people. I'm all about service. This platform is all about service. Again, I'm as transparent as it can be. Do I have a, do I have a 10 year plan for the mind bully podcast? And oh, I don't, but I know through our, when I work through this uncomfortability, God gives me ideas. God gives me influence. God gives me people that I can work with. God gives me a community that I can build with. And I don't have to know about a 10 year plan. I just have to know, oh, next episode, let's try this. Next episode, let's try this. Oh, let's build a community. Oh, let's get different ideas, different points to talk about, to think about, to form a real working podcast through purpose that I'm working every single day. That's all I know how to do. And through you, with you, we can do that together. What does that look like for you? Don't be a carbon copy of anybody else. Be you. And it's such a different flex and it's beauty, beauty, beauty. I don't know why I said that three times because I wish I had a mirror here. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. Again, just be you. I'm ranting again because I love when people are unapologetically themselves and who are stamped in what they're doing. If you're listening right now, And you're going through a 
time where you don't know what to do. It's a transition period in your time and you're listening to a lot of opinions. You have a burning voice inside of you that wants to do otherwise. And you have quote unquote wise counsel that wants you to go in a different direction. Let me ask you something. God forbid, if your life ended today, what would you want your life mission to be about? Meaning, what would you say that you are glad that you did in your life? For me, it's serving and touching so many lives. That decision that you're indecisive about, how quicker, how close can you get to that final mission through doing what you're doing? Is it through your avenue or is it through theirs? If you can get to where you want to be through the way that you want to do it, do it. If they're just worrying about, oh, you can get this much money, this influence, all that, but it's not connected to the why, the end all be all that you have set for your life. Don't do it. These situations, these occurrences in our lives, they can seem so big and so grandiose that we stress ourselves out because we think we have to have every single plan. When it's quite simple. You're not going to fail. You're not done. If you fail, if you didn't get to the grand place that you want to be, <laughs> guess what? You have another tomorrow to get back on it and build another tomorrow and build another tomorrow and build another tomorrow. Hey, Genix, you going off. <laughs>